0: Hi there, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico, he's Big Chris Newton. We come at you every other week in the offseason, every week during the regular season, to talk to you about all things Buffalo Bills. Got a good one for you today, because we are going to talk about the things that went right in the 2023 season. And Newt, I I know that people, people tend to remember the last game of the season most. But we have to admit, it was not a bad season for the Buffalo Bills. Some things actually worked out better than we expected.
1: Once again, man, we're in the off-season now. We're doing bi-weekly, so it's good to hear your voice, man. I miss you every week. So, you know, you're my friend, man. You know, I miss it, you know. I need my therapy to get all this stuff out. So, we're in the dungeons of the off-season right before um, the draft and stuff. So, you know, the Senior Bowl all that senior activities is concluded. Um, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, the awards got given out. So we could talk about that stuff, too. But I miss you, man.
0: No, oh, you know, I appreciate that. I miss you, too, buddy. LeBrona. In fact, my uh, my wife was like, "Ah, oh, tell Big Nude I said hi. I miss that guy.
1: You tell her I said what up, though.
0: I will. <laughs> I never say what up, though, correctly, though.
1: You got to say it just like that.
0: What up, though? But- Oh, okay. Well, I got it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to play the recording of the podcast when it's time for me to say it. That'll be good, too. (laughs) Yes, sir. So before we dive in, I want to talk about social media. Let's talk about it. So do you remember that last week people were saying, what is your take about the Buffalo Bills that will, and they used an illustration to say, take their knives out, basically. Do you remember that went down? Mm-mm. take your knives out uh yeah you know people like there. there's a cartoon where oh a yes, smug yes, looking yes yes
1: yes 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 okay go ahead I, i'm with you
0: <laughs> okay so a smug looking character yes. it's a cartoon with uh all these swords right in their face mm-hmm. and i wrote mm-hmm. ty johnson is better than james cook
1: holy crap dude <laughs> yeah
0: they
1: they gave it to you man i was like what did dude talk about yes they they gave it to you and all i said was whoa and i just got my popcorn and i watched the festivities which i enjoy social media for i enjoy so social- i love hacks i love you know the people who only get on there just to say things to rile people up and that's what i felt when i read that i was like i'm just gonna sit back here and watch what goes down and it went down mm-hmm.
0: Um, so there were 126 likes, 76 comments, and you know, the comments were, I would say two thirds of them disagreed. Uh, some of them called me, uh, some pretty significant names, uh, about a third agreed with the sentiment and, uh, some of the responses were so funny. Yes. It was uh, Bruce Nolan of the Bruce Exclusive uh, that wrote in all caps, holy crap, Jamie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there was Hansel, who goes uh, by at Uber Hansen, uh, one of the cover one dudes uh, posts a gif of, uh, of an old guy saying, mama, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> but my absolute favorite came from at Brian Hilliker B, who wrote, Wow woke up this morning and chose violence violence yes <laughs> that was awesome
1: man that is awesome I loved that I forgot that, about that comment that. was so good yes <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe it man I I I I couldn't believe you even text that like I can't believe you put that out in the world I'm not saying I don't believe your opinion I'm just uh-huh. saying I don't believe that you put that out in the world
0: I'm not a hot take kind of guy. You're not
1: a hot take type dude. That's why I'm like, boy, you know you about to get it now. (laughs) You know you about to catch it. That's why I'm like, oh, and I (laughs) couldn't even save you, man. I felt bad. (laughs) I'm like, I got to save little brother, man. But I'm like, no, it ain't no saving on
0: this one. And, you know, here's the thing. I I thought about it. And in the moment, I went with that because late in the season, James Cook – Really, I I think he was wearing down and he was the second worst back in the NFL for yards after contact Mm -hmm. in in the final like six weeks of the season. And like I said, I think it was him wearing down. So at the end, when you had the fresh legs of Ty Johnson come in, I was impressed. And then, you know, so I think in that moment, I'm like, yeah, Ty Johnson's better. You know, like the day you said uh, Isaiah McKenzie was better than... uh,
1: I like Terry Kill. I like McKenzie. (laughs) I didn't say Tyree Hill, but I like McKenzie. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got receipts, buddy. You ain't got no (laughs)
1: receipts on that one. I say some crazy stuff. I don't think I said nothing that crazy.
0: But I like,
1: I do like, I liked Isaiah McKenzie. I did like him, you know.
0: (laughs) So, anyway, it it, it was fun. Um, You know, uh, also, I do want to let some people know that. The word retard is not a word that you should be using anymore. <laughs> that word has been phased out. <laughs> and it's very impolite to say. So
1: You can get canceled for calling somebody that. So that's why I was going to ask you to follow up. How do you feel? Like, do you regret doing it? Or do you no. just think people are mean? Did you see the underbelly of our society as a whole? Like, how, how do you feel after this, this um,
0: experience? Uh, ent- entertained. Uh, okay. You know, people... People say what people say, but, you know, the majority of the time, if you like if people write something insulting and you respond, you know, and, and you respond with something lighthearted, they respond with something lighthearted. Right. You know, they, they don't hate you for it. I, I posted one thing a couple of weeks ago about uh, basically it was something that somebody wrote about, you know, you're all hating on Taylor Swift. And by the way, your daughters see this. Um, and, and a dude wrote, this is corny. And I wrote back, um, I'll take corny as a lover of dad jokes. And he wrote back like, ha 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 ha. Um, you know, so it's like, if you don't take yourself seriously, other people won't.
1: Yeah. But I just feel like, okay, like I put last week on Twitter when, um, I don't know if you've been following girls basketball, but Caitlin Clark Mm -hmm. just broke the NCAA record.
0: Yeah, and from the, the logo, mind you. Yes,
1: she did. So good. You know what I'm talking about. So that yeah. day or the day before, I tweeted the fact that that game where she broke the record was going to be aired on Peacock versus, yeah. you know, being on national TV so everybody could see it. That is a travesty to women's basketball. Now, you know, listening to me the last three years going on 4 I'm a avid. Um, I'm an advocate for women's sports. I have a mm-hmm. daughter that plays. I've always been a supporter of women's sports. Even before her, I go to WNBA games. I watch girls basketball, probably more than I watch boys, right? And that was even before Simone, right? So I've always been a proponent of it. And so I'm like, this, and, but you also know, listen to this, I'm not subscribing to Peacock. And I'm a mm-hmm. Notre Dame fan, and a couple of games came on Peacock. A couple of our games came on Peacock, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I refuse to. That's why I draw the line. Like That's where my line, I'm not doing it, right? <laughs> and so I tweeted that out. And then somebody, I don't even know who did it. I didn't remember. He was like, well, you know, it's five minutes after it happens, there's going to be billion of people who put videos up, so you're really not missing it. And I said, live, live. I mean, I'm mean live, like like that. I said it like that. And then he went on to something else and I just didn't respond. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, should I go back and forth with this dude? Is that what he wants? Cause he's not a follower. So I'm like, maybe a fan of the show. Maybe he's just some random dude. I don't know. He he's not one of my friends that I follow or something like that. But I did not go back and forth because I seen an argument coming. And I'm like, you anybody who has half a brain. Knows what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? But to dig deep, like, oh, you can watch it. You can see it five minutes later. I'm like, who wants to see the Super Bowl after the fact? You want to see it live. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Especially (laughs) the shot that she shot. I wanted to see it and live it live.
0: You know? Well, I mean, like, if you're watching it live and all of a sudden that happens, you're you're jumping out of your seat. Exactly. There's no way around it.
1: And you're not going to get that same experience if you see it after the fact on Twitter. You know, especially like I said, for something I care about, which is women basketball, like UFC and all that. I, I'm not really a big UFC guy, but I do go on Twitter at midnight after the fights and look at the highlights, look at the knockouts. But mm-hmm. and I guess you could say, well, if you're that much of a fan or peacock and I'm like, no, that's where I'm taking my stand. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving you more money. I already got subscriptions. I'm not doing it. So I just had to watch the video like you said,
0: but it's interesting <laughs> where people choose to make their stands yes. and yours is with the peacock network yes the peacock is. app i should say yes I just interesting to do it. Even uh, what, though, what other even interesting probably, stands do you that no, that's, ahead,
1: that's probably it that's probably it and and knowing that i don't want to say that because i don't want to implicate myself but i should just spend this i think it's like six dollars a month Mm-hmm. considering that, like I said, a couple of Bills games was on there, a couple of uh, Notre Dame games on there, and then a couple of, so I probably should just break down and buy it, Um, especially since how I consume, you know, I'm not going to say pirating, but, you know, I, I could just break uh, down and it. do it. <laughs> I could just break down and do it and it'll be fair, but I just, I don't know. I just think, because in my mind, when that Peacock thir- first came up, Obviously, with, in 2024, you're obviously shifting everything to streaming. And eventually, right. I did, I cut the cord, what? During, I cut the cord during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But people had already started doing it in the mid-2010s, uh, like 2015, yeah. 16, people start cutting the cord. Not only people that really got cable is old people. Pretty much everybody's streaming, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. I mean, like my parents, like they were like, oh, I'm like, you're not going to understand it. So just just stick with your cable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're old. So the change, the older you get, the more change is hard. Right. And right. so now everybody's streaming. So I should understand as a 50 year old man, that, Hey, this is the way the world now is streaming. So just pay for the streaming service. But I was like, no, I'm not paying for Netflix. I'm not playing. I'm not doing that stuff, but maybe that's because of how I do consume. You know what I'm saying? You you get what I'm saying. So I like i refuse to pay it i'll find some other way to get it or i'll figure out another way to f- see it but mm-hmm. for some reason i just haven't been able to figure out that way
0: you know i don't know why but this reminds me this conversation reminds me so much of a conversation in seinfeld when elaine opened a <laughs> beverage and jerry said you know you're supposed to shake that she's like ah, i'm over it i'm not shaking things anymore <laughs> <laughs> That oh, was man. the stands the stands she chose in that moment. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And I and I I've, I've
1: stood on this mountain for. I'm like I'm not ordering Peacock, but now I probably should. Like all right, just go ahead and pay the little six dollars, whatever. I give in. You want, you know, corporate America. You want, you got newts. You know, six dollars per month or whatever.
0: Well, now they're all going to bundle into a sports package, and God only knows how expensive that's going to be. mm Hmm. And basically what they're doing is they're turning it into cable. Right. And now we have to pray that net neutrality stays a thing. Otherwise, your subscription to your internet provider is going going to be based on, well, you know, you could pay us 80 bucks a month to get uh, to get your internet but if you want the ability to even subscribe to that sports package you're gonna to have to pay us 200 dollars a month right oh god i hope that which, doesn't happen which
1: would be just you're just taking a thing of cable you know because everybody that's, that's but, it. no that, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you i'm saying yeah. that's it 100% yeah. So and it's like, you came in low, like, okay, cable, because cable's been going up and up and up because people cutting cords. So now it's like my parents who still hold on to the cable, they talk about their cable is going up and up and up, right? You know, but they don't want to streak because they don't want to change. You know what I'm saying? It'll be hard for them. My, my parents is 80. So it'll be hard for them to go through mm-hmm. change, you yeah. know? And so there's going up and up and up. And it's like, yeah, we gonna, Oh, you can stream and get all these services through YouTube TV and all these other uh, services. And it's more than half the price. But eventually, once everybody get over there, it's kind of like, OK, they're going to go up. You know, that's just the way of business. That's just like I remember when Chick-fil-A first started. Right. They was giving all all kind of chicken sandwiches away in Tallahassee, Florida, back in 2003, 2002. Oh, yeah. They was giving out all the free chicken sandwiches. They get you hooked, and now it's like, okay, you hooked on it. You're a fan now. Now, man, uh, we went to Chick Fil A last week. Got there a game, and it was like, dude, for all of us to eat it was like eighty dollars. And I'm like, I remember when you could get a, you know, a little meal for like seven, eight dollars. Now those meals are like twelve, thirteen dollars.
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's very much like what they taught us in elementary school and junior high what drug dealers were going to be the people lurking in the shadows that they give you free drugs, yeah, in order to get you hooked on you it, hooked, and then and then they you have to start paying for it, right? Now, You'll obviously, be we You'll be obviously we all found out later in life that drug dealers were not people lurking in the corners. They were the most popular kids and everybody wanted to hang out with them. <laughs> the homecoming king. It was the homecoming king. It wasn't the guy. <laughs> <laughs> was, did you
1: just, did you just admit to something? No, I've never done any of that stuff. That one thing I can't say out am public. It wasn't me, <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, in your traditional school, the most popular kid is the homecoming king. You know, i I was a popular kid, but I was only popular because I was a big, friendly guy. It ain't like, oh, because he was the most handsome guy, or he had the prettiest girls. It was just like, I was just a nice guy.
0: Oh, you stopped that. You were the most handsome.
1: No, I I would not ever say that. Well,
0: you you are now. (laughs) And so,
1: yeah, I just – I don't know. I guess my thinking has always been don't subscribe to Peacock and then they'll go away and things will just go back to the way they were. But as long as you're subscribing to it, then eventually, you know what I'm saying, they're not going to go away. You're going to need them and then everybody's going to be paying them and then they're going to shoot up uh, on their prices.
0: Yeah. So I'm
1: trying to hold out, but maybe I need to conform.
0: I don't know, dude. I Do your thing, man. Stand yeah. up. You got to fight for your right to party.
1: Yeah. And speaking about (laughs) us getting old, before we get into Bill's talk, I was going to wait too late, but this seems like a good transition. Did I tell you last week I got my colonoscopy? Oh, Jesus. you didn't didn't know that was coming huh see no i I I did not
0: know that was coming i love
1: how we just you see stuff in real time and you get real reactions because i did not tell this dude that i was going to talk about my colonoscopy (laughs) i wanted that i wanted that reaction okay so you know i turned 50 last (laughs) august right i turned 50 so i scheduled my colonoscopy now i think you're supposed to get one at 45 Right. Yes, but traditionally it's been 50. So I turned 50 last August. I scheduled it uh last week and uh I got it, man. It wasn't bad, it wasn't no. that bad. And people makes it seem like oh my god, it's the devil and it's terrible. Drinking the solution that cleans out your intestines, it wasn't. I've drank fireballs, tastes worse to me than that stuff did. Mm-hmm. Fireballs are like horrible too but I drink them all the time because they get you messed up but those are horrible this solution I drank it was not that bad it went down okay all right Now I had great. one last year oh yeah? yeah yeah we did talk about that yes okay we did
0: yeah. I, I had one last year and I, I agree. It's really not that bad. And, you know, they used to make you drink a gallon or two of stuff that was basically uh, ant- antifreeze. It was like one molecule off from antifreeze. Instead, <laughs> I had to drink like two eight ounce things that tasted fine. Um, you know, the only difficult part is not eating yes. and having a, a low fiber diet and not eating for a, a little while. Right. Um, you know, you go in, they put you under, the next thing you know you're awake and you're leaving it's yes, it is it's, no hassle
1: it is not at all and i felt like i was going to feel like i got violated i didn't um <laughs> <laughs> you know whenever you know if you're a guy's guy you worry about those things you know what i'm saying you worry about things going up the router you know what i'm saying but to get your <laughs> prostate checked to get to your colonoscopy you know that messes with a guy a guy's guy messes with your brain man but it was it was smooth
0: you well, know I – I, I got to tell you, I was headed to a concert back in September and I, I had my done in the spring. So I'm, I'm on the Metro, which is like the subway here in DC. And I'm sitting with my buddy and looking at the other end of this train, the train that this train car was empty. And I'm looking at this guy, It looks awfully familiar to me. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, John, that, that guy down there, that's the doctor that did my colonoscopy. And without missing a <laughs> beat, John's like, would you recognize his finger?
1: oh my god that is awesome
0: oh so yes john marshall's a funny dude so
1: both of us have gotten colonoscopy and we both please if you're over the age of 45 go get checked man it can be very preventable uh preventative and and it can uh, save you from a lot of trouble later on man it is easy it ain't that bad
0: man so get it done there there's no excuse not doing it it's just not that bad it's not you know and i'm glad i'm getting it done and 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 i'm clear nothing they
1: found no polyps, and they said we'll see you in 10 years so i do have speaking of fiber i do have some hemorrhoids and not to be nasty but i do have hemorrhoids so he's like you need to you know fix your diet get some more fiber in your diet but besides that you're clear to go we'll see you in 10 years see you in a decade
0: i I got one right now really yeah yeah so
1: yeah need more fire so fiber but I'm happy. I'm glad I got it done. It's a weight off my shoulders. So
0: get it done, y'all. Oh, speaking of things that aren't as bad as you think. There were some of those on the Buffalo Bills this year. We what went into trend, the season yeah. with some incredible concerns. Do you remember what some of those were? I I'll name one, middle Give linebacker.
1: One. Yep. The linebacker once Edmonds left, we didn't know how we were gonna fill that uh, void, man. But I feel like we did so pretty good until the injuries uh, ravaged
0: our team. Yeah, and there were there were things that went incredibly well this year. Things that I didn't necessarily even predict, and that's what we're here to talk to you about today. Not things going in your butt. Yes.
1: So well, this is off
0: season, so that's what you get from us. So since <laughs> we're going to talk about this that that is my number 1 things that went right the sure. performance of terrell bernard mm-hmm. none of us could have seen him being the playmaker that he was i 100% agree In fact, without him, I wonder where the defense would have been. And we saw that when he was injured, the pass defense really kind of struggled. The dude covers a ton of ground. He's decent against the run, not great. He does get washed out every once in a while. But when the defensive tackles are playing well and keeping him clean, he's good. He gets around blockers pretty well. He's, I mean, he's got a nose for the ball. Three INTs, three fumble recoveries. Six sacks on the year? That's a pro bowler. That is. Did you see that coming?
1: Hell no, and I'd be lying if I did. he will tell you that I saw it coming. 143 tackles, almost seven sacks. I mean, three picks. No one saw it coming and it was it was a revelation, man. He really held it down. And it made us once again, like I said earlier, it made it made us forget about uh Tremaine Edmonds. For the most part, he had better stats than trimming. He had better stats, and when you didn't have to worry about the money, um, once again, you draft well, you bring guys in to fill in spots, and it's next man up, and that was our mantra the whole season, and uh, he exemplified that man. He had a great year.
0: I yeah, and, and you know, it's players that come up through the system that were drafted or undrafted free agents, but players that were brought in as rookies that make the team are the ones that it seems like fans really gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. And this is a success story. This is a guy we heard about when he got drafted is being very athletic, but very undersized. I mean, he's only like 225. That's a running back. Right. And you've got this guy on a rookie contract who's only going to get better And oh, by the way, he was also the play caller on the defense. Yep. that i i just i i couldn't have been happier and there is something that went right i totally agree with you you give me something what else went well this year well you have to look at the it's funny that we're going back to this you gotta look at the running
1: back position yes all right james cook and like you said ty ty dollar sign man he they did a good job rushing the ball um James Cook, almost five yards to carry and 4.7 yards. And it allowed, his performance allowed us this year to not lean on Josh Allen and his running as mm-hmm. much as usual. Um, we always talked about his touchdowns. He only had two touchdowns. And I was watching Varsity
0: Blues this week. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I never did. But it's definitely a movie that is constantly talked about. Yeah, Varsity Blues is all-time great.
1: Friday Night Lights, Varsity Blues, man. All right? And I guess I, I love those movies so much because it was made, like, during about during the time I was in high school. So, mm-hmm. But uh, the running back, he was African-American. And he was talking about, man, you know, the coach always, you know, run me to the ground. But then he don't never let me bring – like, once I get down to the goal line, he brings in the white dude to score the touchdown. And so yeah. that was a point of contention on the team. So yeah, the quarterback got hurt. Um the quarterback was played by the dude that died, the dude from the Fast and Furious. Um, I don't know who that is. You know the Fast and Furious, the white dude that died, Um, I, the main I character. But anyway, he was the quarterback. He tore his ACL. And so the backup quarterback was just a nerd going to Brown, and he was like, I want to do the right things, because he wasn't a quote-unquote football guy in a football town. So in the uh, playoffs, he got, you know, he got to the African-American running back down the goal line. The coach wanted to bring in a white dude. He's like, nope, I'm going to give it to such and such. And he scored, and the coach got all mad. So, anyway, i would say the long story. If you haven't seen Varsity Blues, see it. But – James Cook is the same way. Remember, we talked about him rushing for 1,100 yards, but he only had two touchdowns. And when we went to the uh, Commanders game, it's like, give my boy the ball. We'll give him the ball. And that was like his first <laughs> right. touchdown of the year. And I felt like, oh, man, they're listening to me, man. They hear me screaming for the 20th row. So he only scored twice um, rushing the ball, right? 66 man. yards per game, all right? Lost three fumbles. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying about Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson averaged 4.4 uh, 4. 4 yards a carry. He rushed for about 132 yards, but he showed flashes. I get where you're coming from, but I think James Cook, it would be a mistake if we try to bring somebody in to be better mm-hmm. than James Cook or take carries away from him. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mm-hmm. I get you take some off his plate, but I love the year he had and what he the dimension he brought to us it's tough for some of those crucial jobs that he had.
0: So, I want to be clear about something, which is I don't think that James Cook is bad. And right, you right. Know, it's not binary if you think somebody is better, could be better, that it makes the other person bad. Like that, that, that isn't what I was saying at all. Yes. Uh, I think that James Cook, he was, they began to use him properly. He went over a thousand yards. He had a couple of games where he just took over yes and i i was Indeed. i was thrilled that the bills finally have a, a running game and a big aspect of that is the fact that the other thing that went right is the offensive line really came together when it, it came to the the signing of um uh the left guard there his name's escaping me uh bringing in osiris Torrance, he was probably the bill's best offensive lineman until later in the season, when he started wearing down himself, but Spencer Brown, like we thought that Spencer Brown had to be seated on the bench and replaced. And the reality of it was the team believed in him. They said the issue is his back injury last year. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's just excuses. It, Apparently it was because Spencer Brown was very good this year and the yep. entire offensive line run blocked in a way that yes. we haven't seen in years. Now you're talking about probably my next
1: one, Spencer Brown, man, because you remember last, this time last year, I'm like, man, we need to draft the right tackle. Yeah, brown did good, man. You were right. I, I was, I was. I'm the type of person, man. If I'm wrong, I will say I will be the first person to tell you. I will beat you to the podium to say I was wrong, man. Because I was all fuzz taking a right tackle the first couple of rounds. And, oh, me too. You know. So he did. That's another surprise, man. In the offensive line, um, when we signed kind Connor, Connor McGovern. That's right? the name. yeah. Conor McGovern, <laughs> you know, bringing him in. And we was like, is he the one we want? We want the other Connor McGovern. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So our, our offensive line did improve. And that's probably the next thing, along with Connor McGovern and then uh, the right tackle position, man. And then having somebody dynamic. And we talked about this before. You know, I talked about it with my coaching experience. When you have somebody dynamic in the backfield, then it makes your O-line look good. The better mm-hmm. the running back, the better the old line going to look good. Because we miss somebody, okay, and, and it's going to happen. You're talking about NFL players, you're talking about pros. If I miss somebody, can you make them miss? Mm-hmm. It's an all out, like on Tech Mobile, we used to play back in the 90s, and I pick your play, and it's just, yeah, everybody just sacks your guy in the backfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting sacked in the backfield, you miss, make somebody miss, juke boom, and you fall forward for a yard or two. If you could do that, that makes the old line look better. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have, man. So um, that's probably my second thing. The old line, man—they—they they, they really did well this year.
0: I—I I was very happy with with, with the performance there. Uh, Josh Allen. Not only did he have a lot of time to throw, but he was uh, among the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL this past season. And mm-hmm. you don't get there just by being mobile. Sometimes right. mobile quarterbacks are sacked more frequently because right. they have a tendency to hold the ball longer. Or they roll into sacks. They yeah. run into them. And, and we've seen Josh Allen do that in the
1: past. Yes, he has. He has. Yep.
0: And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there was a vast improvement in pass pro. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to mention individual names here, but I have to start with this. Last year's draft, that went well. When you get Dalton Kincaid and Osiris Torrance both on the field, both being main contributors, front office did their job, man. To a Super Bowl contender, I agree. When you got Front to... office did their job. Yeah. I agree. So Hopefully we can do it again. I mean, Dalton Kincaid, he's only going to get better, isn't he? I think so, man. He's so
1: amazing. And it took us so long for us to even see him to get a drop. Uh, <laughs> right. he, we didn't know how it was going to work um, once we drafted them. And it was one of those things where it was the best player available. And we were looking like, do we really need another tight end? How is this going to work? You know, I he far exceeded my expectations. He's just so smooth. Yes, he's very smooth. Um. Would you ask? No, i said say he exceeded my expectations. 91 targets, 673 yards, 9.2 clip. I mean, two touchdowns. I, I didn't see how he would – I didn't know how that would work with uh, Dawson Knox also. hmm You know, so – and like you said, it's one of those situations where he's only going to get better, man. You
0: yeah. know? you know his his ability to start turning upfield while still securing the catch is that's huge mm-hmm. because when you're getting your body in position to make a move that that gives you a fraction of a second more or a head start on the defender and that's something that I'm surprised you don't see players do more often and I know that it's because players are coached into you know you make the catch first and then you make your moves right. makes perfect because, sense
1: because if you take your eyes off the ball you're more successful to drop it in
0: right however he does it with his feet keeps his he keeps his eyes on the ball but sets his feet in order to Ooh. go upfield. I love it I absolutely love watching it mm-hmm. what else you got
1: well, are we still talking about likes or are we going on to dislikes? How many oh, likes you want? I, I, I ju- I just <laughs> I, I
0: just want to talk about the things that I like in in this podcast because oh. I'm in a good mood.
1: Oh, so we're not gonna talk about things we're gonna we are going we do not like. Okay. We No,
0: nah, I really don't want to.
1: All right. That's fair then. That's fair. <sighs> what would be
0: the next thing I liked about this team? Yeah. I can remind you of something that you told me in the past. Leonard Floyd. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Leonard Floyd, man, eleven sacks came in. If if, man, do I want to say that? Do I want to give a hot take? I think you do. If Von Miller would have had eleven sacks, would we be happy? Yeah, we would be happy. Leonard Floyd gave us almost 11 sacks, and he's making like a million dollars.
0: (laughs) So it's
1: like, you know what I'm saying? The fact that I wish we could get rid of Von Miller, and I know people don't like when I say that, he just makes too much money, right? But the fact, it's kind of like what you said about your rookies. When you get rookies and they come in and contribute, they're going to be good, right? That's awesome. But when you got free agent signings, That far exceeds their production. Far exceeds what you're paying them. That also gives you a healthy roster. The fact that Von Miller makes what the highest amount, the second highest amount on the team. All right, but he obviously you know coming back from injury, not playing well, whatever. But Leonard Floyd is Mm -hmm. to me it kind of cancels it out. Mm All right, just like kind of with Christian Bedford, right? Christian Bedford, you know. He's far exceeding his uh his, you know, what we drafted, man. He was like a late yes. round pick. But then Kyrie Elam, who was our first round pick, is not performing. So
0: mm-hmm. it's kinda
1: like, okay, cool, it evens out. Yeah. You know, so that's how that's how I look at um Leonard Floyd, man. Eleven sacks, man, that is awesome this year. I, I don't know if we would have seen it. Uh ten and a half sacks, nine tackles for losses. Um Stay fairly
0: healthy. I mean, loved it, loved it. Uh, he he was a guy that they desperately needed because they just weren't going to get it done with the pass rushers that they had. And and I know that he wasn't great against the run, and AJ Epinesa was decent too. But you need to have waves of people to come in, right? And he just Leonard Floyd was everything you could have wanted, especially especially early in the season. Mm-hmm. And you know you. You did mention that Von Miller would be nice to get out from under that. And I know we can't. I know keep we
1: can't. I, yeah. can. I get it, but I just tell you what I'm wishing. You know.
0: Yeah, but I keep saying this: ACLs are an 18 month recovery, and expect him to be a lot better in 2024 than he was in 2023. He may never get back to double digit sacks, but. You know they have another year to find out, and then they can get out from under the contract. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see how that works out. Leonard Floyd, he's he has said he's going out to find the money, and it's hard to blame him because he's he's getting older. He realizes he's got to cash in while he can, and I respect it. But let me let
1: me push back on something you just said. What about your Davious White? What about him? You've said on this show that we're going to probably get rid of him and You'd be for it, right? I think so. And, and you'd be for it. Like yeah, me, I would. But to me, I feel more loyalty. And I get what you're saying, right? This is like his second catastrophic energy. When I say catastrophic, mm-hmm. I mean in football terms. And so I get it. We You can almost guarantee he, he will never be what he was. So if right. you can get from under his contract, you have to just to keep the uh, – the book's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. But I, what I'm saying is, as a fan, I feel more loyalty to Ja'Davius White because he's one of our yes. own. Well, Von yeah, Miller, we brought him in. Yeah, we wanted you to teach us the winning ways because you won Super Bowls. Teach the young guys. But if I could, I know we can't get it from under Von Miller and we can get from Ja'Davius White, but I feel more loyalty to him because he's one of ours. We drafted him.
0: Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I was saying when it comes to our loyalty to players that come up through the system. Right. And we we always have we always have that, right? Like we root for the guys who we feel like they grew up around us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you mentioned something else that I feel great about. I think Christian Benford is an excellent player. Yes. And I, I've just I've loved his development. He looks to me like a legitimate starting corner that you're just never going to have to worry about the guy. He's like a plug-and-play guy that is going to... I mean, he's under contract for two more years. He's the kind of guy who you want to consider extending him now because he's going to have a long, solid career. And maybe when he slows down and doesn't have the quicks that he's got at the moment, a guy who can... Uh, shift over to safety and then extend his career.
1: I agree. Um, like I said, for him to be a late round pick and give us the production he did is wonderful. Do you look at him? Okay, so going into next year, then and once again, we're going to talk about this stuff all summer. So just just stay with us. We're going to keep giving it to you. But as of right now, do you look at him as a starter for us going into next season? Meaning Benford? Hitler, Yeah, Yes, absolutely. And then Razul Douglas? Yep. So those are going to be our 2 starting corners? Yes. All right. Do you think we go corner in the draft, or do you think we're going to try to hold on to Elam and get some out of him?
0: Well, I think there's always a possibility that you go corner in the draft because it's one of those positions you can never have too much depth. And Dane Jackson is going to be a free agent after this year. And with the amount of starting experience he has, I would imagine that there's going to be a team out there that's going to throw more money at him than the Bills are willing to pay. Okay. Uh, you know, For for the Bills, he'd be a backup. For other teams that are struggling at the corner position... He might be a two. He may be a two, he yeah. He might be a two.
1: I, I feel that. No, I feel
0: that. And, you know, as for Elam, you can't say you've got him on the roster, therefore you don't need to add depth. Because you, you do. Okay. I got um, you. And something else I liked, that trade for Rasul Douglas. Holy crap. Yes. I think think
1: every Green Bay Packers, I got family up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Obviously, Joe played, Joe Johnson, he played his last couple of years with the Packers. Yeah. So we have loose ties there. And I thank them every time. And thank you, Jesus, for Rasul Douglas. I thank, him. I thank him, man. Because it's like as a Bills fan, you feel like nothing ever goes right. That deal definitely went right. Kudos to bread
0: and bean, man. They they basically gave up the equivalent of a fourth round pick. And that's that. Yes.
1: <laughs> For a starting corner who going into 2024 will be our best corner.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, he's a legitimate yeah. number one cornerback, and he plays both. Uh, he plays both zone and and man to man well. He's he's a guy who I want to see extended. Also, he's yes. going to be a free agent in twenty twenty five. I don't want to lose him. Right. I, I want to keep that guy.
1: I agree. I'm with you. I want to keep him too.
0: You know. What did you think of McDermott's defense?
1: You know how I felt about it. When everybody was talking about talking that crazy stuff, oh, we need to fire McDermott week in, week out. No, man, I think we did wonderful considering all the – that's the next thing we like is how the defense played overall with the slew of injuries they had. Um, Once again, it made me proud to be a Buffalo Bills fan. It made me proud. Now, once again, I will say this until I go to the grave that I get it. His in-game coaching, timeouts, the little thing where Josh Allen goes and doesn't call a play, I know it drives people crazy. Um, But the fact that he held this defense together, man, I'm telling you, most coaches would have folded. No way we would have got to 11 wins, all right? And I just think the fact that that defense played, and along with Josh Allen, spectacular play this year, too, right? Mm-hmm. But the, for that defense, the whole stuff, that's why I understand. We're going to talk about the draft as it keeps going, getting near and stuff. But that's why I kind of understand why everybody thinks that we're going to go defense. Like mm-hmm. a lot of mock drafts got us getting Newton from Illinois, the D tackle. And mm-hmm. I will love that just so I can get a Newton number 90-whatever jersey. And wear. <laughs> <laughs> Best believe, Jalen and I will have Newton jerseys just because that's our last name, and he got a guy with our last name on the team. All right? Mm-hmm. But we go defense because I think it is mine, and we could be, he he feels like he could build a Baltimore Ravens defense. And if you got a Baltimore Ravens defense with Josh Allen, you can win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. That's that's the way he's building it. And that's why when everybody say, oh, we're going to fire him. No, we're not. Are you crazy? And he's proving. <laughs> whatever doubt you had in your mind. And once again, he ain't like, I don't care. Sean McDermott, I don't necessarily like or love or dislike him. I don't care. But the proof, just be honest and have proof of the put. And if you wasn't a believer, you got to be a believer now. You know, mm-hmm. Leslie Frazier, if we talked about this two weeks ago, he took the job in Seattle. We knew what that was. I knew when he left and stepped away, that was just a good way of saying, you're fired, but I don't want to – I respect you enough not to embarrass you by firing you. So you mm-hmm. take a leave of absence. He did TV for a year. Now he's back in the league. But McDermott the whole time was like, I could call the defense. And if you look at it this year, he did a good job of it. In he did a very opinion, good job. He did a great job,
0: you know? And- I, I think that it's also while while we are talking about him, his ability to hold the team together when they dropped to six and six. Yes. And then they went yes. on a, a winning tear. And there is there's a lot to be said because you're at the brink at that point where everything can start falling apart and they went the other direction. I Instead agree. of falling apart, they pulled it all together and became a very good team. I agree.
1: My whole heart.
0: Well, I got to tell you, buddy, I feel I feel good about talking about these positives.
1: I do. So wait, when we come back in two weeks, you want to talk about negatives?
0: Yeah, let's or talk you... about what went wrong. I'll be getting or... pissed off by then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're saying right now, late February, right? We're saying right now, if we win defense first round, you'll be cool with it.
0: Yeah, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, I, I know that everybody wants a receiver, and I agree with right. that. But when you when you don't have... Enough players to start on the defensive line. You have to strongly consider that,
1: and and you're going to get one of the. I feel like you're you're not going to get probably a Hall of Fame player at the twenty something pick, but you could get a very good starter. And it's it's about getting value for your dollar, you know. And will will a good receiver be there in the twenties? Yeah, sure. but it's going to be probably what the third or fourth best receiver. In your Mm -hmm. opinion, let's just, you know, we don't know how it's going to fall. You know, the combine still got to go through and all that. But right now is today. You're going to probably get, let's just guesstimate. You're going to get the third or fourth best receiver, probably fourth at our pick. But you could get what? The second, third best D tackle, perhaps. Maybe the number one tackle, you know what I'm saying? So it's about getting value. (laughs) It's hard for me to keep saying get best player available, but in this draft, I kind of understand it. We do have uh, holes yeah. to fill. We do have holes to fill, right? right? Make no mistake.
0: But they're on the de- defensive line, and they're on, and they're at wide receiver, right? Especially, and so you have you have to make selections at those positions in this draft,
1: right? Right, and especially, I mean. We still don't know the future of Gabe Davis, how that's going to work out, right? Mm-hmm. Can we draft somebody to take Gabe Davis's spot if he goes and get paid somewhere? Yes, we can. I think we can. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, So, I just think with those first three picks, and, uh, first, second, and third round, we can fill those holes. And mm-hmm. I got faith that we will, you know? Um, yeah. So, I like the offensive line. Uh get another receiver, get a D tackle. Um, maybe a safety.
0: You probably need a safety. You probably, probably need, need, a, need a swing tackle. Yeah.
1: You know. And once again, we'll dive, dive more into this. We're just, you know, spitting against the Wall so with sticks. So
0: That's right. Well, buddy, I've I've enjoyed this conversation. How about it
1: has. You? It's been good. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. Shoot that. Have a so. happy President's Day to everybody. Today's President's Day, Monday, and uh, we'll be airing on Wednesday morning. I do want to say real quick, I know we got to go, but I do want to say real quick, since our last pie, uh, DeMar Hamlin mm, mm-hmm. got cheated out of comeback player of the year, and I just want to say it. The man damn near died. He did die on the field, and he did not get come. You gave it to Joe freaking Flacco. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? So, but I guess we could talk about things we don't like in two weeks, but that's one of the things I didn't like. And also, once again, Lamar Jackson, two-time MVP. Can't believe it. Especially once you see how the season ended. So, we'll talk about all that in a couple of
0: weeks. We can start there. Sounds good. I I like that. All right. Give us a song.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, Buffalo. See you in two weeks.